When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my deconstructionist friends. Happy New Year. This is Adam Narlock, one of the hosts of this podcast. And just like John recorded a little Christmas reflection or meditation, and if you haven't had time to listen to that yet, I definitely encourage you to do that. I also wanted to record a little reflection, kind of meditation, blessing, whatever you want to call it, to kick you off for the new year. We're going to be taking January off of regular episodes, so we recorded a few of these little treats just to give you some additional content, something to listen to, reflect on, to stimulate some kind of uh, new way of thinking, deconstruction, whatever you want to call it. And this one I'm going to title New Year's Ear Resolutions. New Year's Ear Resolutions, because we've got this thing that we do. I don't know if it's worldwide or not. I, I assume it is. And when the calendar resets, and it's this time of year, we all, I don't, I don't care how hard you, you want to you try not to or say that you're not interested or whatever, we all start thinking about like how this year is going to be different. What's going to be different about this year? And it's so funny because we come to the end of an arbitrary calendar that was created by somebody a long time ago, uh, whether it was one of the popes, I think, or the Romans, or however we got started. I'm not a history nerd like John. I'm more of the philosophical guy, but... We started doing this thing that at the end of the year, you start thinking about how the next year is going to be different. And what we immediately and always end up doing, whether it's officially, some people make it like very, very official or unofficially, we start making like New Year's resolutions. Well, this year is going to be different because of this. And I think what we actually mean, and some of us just say it blatantly, is I am going to be different this year because of this, because of X, Y, or Z. And I just want to share with you guys that, you know, I, I stopped making New Year's resolutions, and, and instead of making resolutions every single year, what I try to do every single year at the start of the year now, which I guess you could call it kind of a, a resolution, uh, semantics at this point, but I try to be irresolute. I quit making resolutions. And I guess that's a resolution, yeah, but I realized that every year isn't the fresh start that I thought it was going to be. I realized that what that is, this need to start again, this need to have a blank slate, this need to say I'm going to be different this year, was actually a new kind of prison. It was a new kind of bondage. It was a new kind of expectation that I was putting on myself and everybody else to make something different or perfect or better this year that I didn't do last year, that I couldn't do the year before. So I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to whatever. And really, it's just the religion of self-help, if we're going to be honest. So, I mean, there's lots of things that people do. Start working out, go on a diet, change careers, stop smoking, stop whatever addiction is your particular addiction. Maybe you're going to get organized or read a stack of books or if you're religious, maybe you're going to read your Bible more or 
whatever. And there's nothing inherently wrong with any of these types of things or, or trying to have a go at some of these types of things, but I just think, I think that there's something dangerous potentially within the mindset that drives us to have to make these things time and time and time again. And for me, the thing I realized a couple years ago that I just wanted to share with you all is that inside of that need, I realized that I was carrying around a lot of, you know, I don't want to sound overly dramatic, but a lot of self-hate. That that expectation, the need to always start again, the need to make some kind of resolution, to hold yourself to some need to make a New Year's resolution, was actually the same monster, the same machine that was keeping you very unhappy, which probably resulted in the addiction or resulted in the extra weight or resulted in the uh, lethargic lifestyle or resulted in not making a career change. That the, the mechanism that makes you want to make changes, the thing that's inside of that, is the thing that's actually keeping you in prison. So here's what I mean. Often, we're just not happy. We're not happy with who we are. We're not happy with how our life is going. And we focus on all the things that we're not happy about. And, you know, I'm, I say all the time, I tell my friends, to my family, they're probably sick of hearing it, that the struggle is real, man. Like for all of us, living is hard. Existing is hard. It's difficult. And that difficulty, oftentimes, because of the culture that we live in, and maybe it's just human nature, honestly, I don't know, but that difficulty oftentimes is the thing that we think we need to get rid of. The, diff, the, the feeling of incompleteness, the feeling of this is so difficult, the feeling of I don't have the answers, the feeling of imperfection. Uh, we all wish that we were these steadfast, immovable models of security and self-esteem and humility and composure. Like we all have these idealized versions of ourselves and we know we don't live up to them and so we're we're just completely unhappy and the struggle often is exacerbated by trying to overcome that by trying to stop being insecure and start being secure by you know accomplishing yourself by doing all kinds of things and i think this time of year it gets really really dangerous because we all start saying like oh i'm not the version of myself that i want to be I feel this way and I'd like to feel that way or I look this way and I'd like to look that way or my life is problematic in this way and I want to do this. And, and I think that what we need to do instead of making resolutions is just stop. Just stop. And this works in religious life too. At the end of my time of being a pastor, people used to come up to me and say, you know, I'm just, I, I feel dry in my spiritual life and uh, I feel like I'm in the grip of some kind of addiction or sin or blah, 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 blah. And I could see the anxiety all, all the time when people would say these kinds of things to me. And I would just kind of reply and say, well, what are you, what are you doing right now to, to feel spiritually fulfilled, to, spe you know, to feel quote unquote close to God? What are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm spending a lot of time in prayer and I'm serving and I'm, you know, reading my Bible and, giving and I'm, you know, doing all of these things and I'm reading this book and I'm attending this conference and, you know, blah, 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 blah. What else do you think I should do? 
And I would say, I, I know what you need to do. You need to stop. You need to stop. You need to stop. Because if you can't be accepted and feel the sense of acceptance and that it, you're okay and that you are enough and that you belong and that you are loved without doing all of these things, then all of those things are just going to continue to make you feel worse. So you need to stop. You need to do nothing. Maybe sit in silence. Put your Bible away. Put your journal away. Stop listening to sermons all day from 1,600 different churches on your iPhone. Stop attending conferences. Stop going to small groups. Just stop. Just be in the company of friends. Have a good look at yourself. Spend some time with yourself and realize that you're, you're okay. You're accepted. And I don't think I ever had anybody take me up on it. But this all came from, from me. I used to be that guy trying to do everything, all the right ways, trying to follow the right people, trying to have the right brand of spirituality, trying to keep myself in shape, trying to have the right career, trying to get the right girl, trying to be the perfect dad. And I realized that everything in my, it wasn't like I was on a hamster wheel. It's that my life was a series of jumping from one hamster wheel all day long to the other. We always talk about wearing different hats in life. I think in our culture, it's almost like being on different treadmills or hamster wheels. And a couple of years ago, at this time of year, this New Year's time of year, when it came to making resolutions, and in the past I had made resolutions to read the Bible in a year, and then I had read more than the Bible in a year. I'd read the Old Testament and the Psalms twice, or the, I'm sorry, the New Testament and the Psalms twice, and the Old Testament once, and blah, 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 and I'm doing this, and I'm teaching, and I'm serving. I'm just freaking exhausted, and I'm trying too hard. And I'm not free, and I don't have deep spirituality. I've got all the same crap that everybody else has. The people you see at the gym that can't stop working out and taking all the supplements to look perfect, or the you know people that have disorders where they won't eat enough or they eat too much, or alcoholics, or you know all of us have all of these addictions, these drives to perfection. And underneath all of it is because we don't have answers to the question, am I loved? Am I accepted? Do I belong? Am I okay? And the only thing that's ever taught me those things is silence, is stopping. Because it, it's either there or it's not. I've come to the conclusion in my life that either everything is pure, maddening chaos or it's pure grace. And if it's grace, then all you need to do is sit breathe, receive. So that's exactly what I want to challenge you guys all to maybe consider doing this year instead of running after some resolution right now. I don't know what your life is like. If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably got some weird relationships with past friends, past churches, family members. There's probably weird stuff because that's what happens when you go through a season of questioning, uh, it, it disrupts. And that can be really, really difficult psychologically, emotionally, spiritually. And you, you might be looking for what's the next place? What's the next thing to learn? How do I, how do I fill and, and feel satiated? Don't. Stop. 
Just breathe. You're here. You exist. You're real. You're an unexplainable miracle. That's enough. That is enough. And let me tell you something. When you practice that regularly, call it uh, a contemplative stance, call it meditation, call it sitting in silence, call it quiet time, call it prayer. I don't care what you call it, but when you practice that posture of just breathe, I'm here, I'm in this moment, I'm going to soak it up, I'm going to just be aware of who I am, what is down deep in my heart, in my soul, and I'm going to start by accepting it, accepting myself, accepting the acceptance that my very own existence testifies to. That's my challenge for everybody this year. Stop making resolutions. Stop feeling like you need to go on a diet. Stop feeling like you need to start this, stop this, do that, don't do that, do this. Stop it all. Just take time and stop. And I think that you will experience what I experienced and what so many before me have experienced. It's that in silence that we really learn, A, who we are, B, that we're loved, and C, we start to get the room in our interior lives to make space for others. You are not going to be able to love others including the people that you've distanced yourself from, maybe because of your spiritual de deconstruction. You're not going to be able to love them, and you're not going to ever truly be able to love the people that you're finding on your journey if you don't have space for them in your interior life, in your soul, in your heart. And I think the only thing that makes room for us to really be people of grace and peace is if we truly experience the fact that existence starts with grace and peace. And so, I want to challenge you with that and then leave you with a blessing. This is from an author that I really love, and if you're not into him, please look up his work. John O'Donohue. He was an Irish mystic, poet, priest, theologian, and just a master with words. Listen to this blessing and may it find a place in your heart and soul in 2018. This is called To Come Home to Yourself by John O'Donohue. May all that is unforgiven in you be released. May your fears yield their deepest tranquilities. May all that is unlived in you blossom into a future graced with love. Grace and peace, my friends, in 2018. Thank you for being with us, for listening, for journeying, for engaging. John and I love all you guys, and we look forward to spending a lot of time with you this year.